0: Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gillio with you live, Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona. WIP Ghost AC Championship coverage is brought to you by SEPTA, the Philly Way to go. Uh, incredible night here. By the way, just to set the scene for you guys, uh, and we're going to play some of the best of, of media night so far, which is taking place across the street, from, you know, kind of from where I am on Radio Row. So to set the scene, and, I, and I, I wear this like a badge of honor, I think I might be the last person on Radio Row tonight. So, uh, obviously, time difference, and most shows are kind of just sending their afternoon show and, and kind of wrapping it that way for the day. So, uh, as the show started tonight, some of the West Coast shows, or Mountain Time shows, like, you know, the the local show here in Arizona has their afternoon show out. Uh, I see some West Coast, like San Francisco Station. They were here with me, but even they're kind of wrapping up. So I'm, I'm here, obviously, till 10 tonight in a normal evening show, uh, but I wear it like a badge of honor. As the Eagles are here, I'm here, and we'll be going all the way. Until 10 p.m. tonight. All right, let's get to some of this here. And we'll get back to the phones coming up a little bit. 215-592-9494. We're going to bring in a few minutes, the best of what Jalen Hurts had to say, his first uh, time on this spotlight. I and mean, we know Jalen's been in a lot of big games in his career, college bowl games, college playoff games with Alabama and Oklahoma. But this is different. Media night, everything around this is just different. So we'll get to the best of Jalen Hurts. But first, let's hear from Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, excuse me, talking about Travis and talking about the Kelsey Bowl here. And I get that. I mean, they're brothers, right? Like it's—it's it's probably the weirdest feeling for him. You know, when the game starts, he's—he's he's playing the game. But you know, when Travis does something well, I mean, inherently you're, you're rooting for your brother. Except in this particular case, it, anytime Travis does something well, it hurts the Eagles. So it's—it's. It's, I mean, it's got to be one of the most unique experiences anyone's ever had in a Super Bowl. Then there was Nick Sirianni um, talking about Philadelphia fans. Uh, here he was a few minutes ago at media night. I feel like I, I live and coach in the, the greatest uh, sports town in, the, in America. Um, it means so much to everybody there. That's what you want, right? When you're a little kid playing in a peewee football game, you're like, Wait, where is everybody? I want them to see us. I want, to see, I want them to see everything that we have to offer them, right? That's what you want. You know, you want your fans to love it. You want your fans to be there. You want them to be wearing green on Friday. You want them to be wearing green on Saturday. You want them to be... Throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. You want that because that's what we want. We want to be able to put our, you know, our talents on display. And we're able to do that in the greatest sports town in America. I was able to go to a couple of Phillies games. I didn't get to go to the World Series, but a couple of playoff games. And I just love the fact that my kids are growing up in such a great sports town where football means so much because football means so much to me. So, you know, I think, you know, here – in Philadelphia, we, we talk about this a lot, how, how much it means here. And I think there's a few cities where it means a lot. Um, Boston, I think, is very similar to Philadelphia. Uh, New York is similar in a sense, but it's kind of fractured because there's so many teams so not everyone, uh, although they have way more people than we do in Philadelphia in this area, not everyone's rooting for the Giants or the Jets particularly that's split or whatever. You know, the Knicks, Nets, it's obviously mostly Knicks, but still it's split. Baseball, Yankees, Mets, it's, it's whatever, 60-40 Yankees, but it's split. I, I don't think, you know, other than Boston, there's not a town I could compare this to where there's only the four teams and everyone's together in, in, in the love and the appreciation and how much it means in this city. And I, I, was, I, was, I thought about this today. I was in, so I've been Ubering around and moving around Arizona uh, through you know, through some rides because the the play, so I'm staying a little bit outside of Phoenix because I'm doing the Beck UL shows in the morning uh, right next to the stadium, so it's it's just easier to be closer there, and then I'm I'm Ubering in in the late afternoon to come uh, and do the show here in the evening, and it's fine. I mean, it, you know, it's actually kind of a cool way to see the area, and I'm. Uh, you know, nice people driving me around and and doing the Ubers and whatnot. But uh, this morning when I was being driven around, uh, the, the driver, big, big NFL fan, actually a Lions fan who originally was from Detroit and moved out to Arizona. I think he said like 20 years ago or so. And I asked him like, what's, what's the sports town like out here? And, um, you know, he said, it's, it's fine. You know, he said people are into it when they're pretty good, when they're good, um, you know, but they can lose sight of it or not care when the teams are not very good. Like the baseball team has been in recent years, the Cardinals, when they're, when they're contending, like they were in the beginning of last season, people got into it, but then as soon as they got, they fell off again or got bad. People check out. And, we don't live in a town like that. Like I think Arizona is probably a typical sports city where the teams are really good. Like The Suns have been good the last few years. People are into it. When they're not, who cares? Uh, the Diamondbacks, right? When they're a World Series team like they were 20 years ago, when Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling, everyone's into it. But when they're not, who cares? We don't have that. And Sirianni, you know, he obviously isn't from here, and he came here to be the head coach. But talking about his kids growing up in this, and I know myself – I mean, my kids are like, I, I think obviously part of it is because of what I do and and my job. And uh, I, you know, it's probably kind of natural. They're going to be into it or pay attention because that's what I'm doing, but it's been fun the last few years to watch them on their own, you know, kind of get into it. And, you know, to see my son like watching Eagles highlights on the iPad just for fun. And just, I guess, to be able to converse with his friends about it or whatever it's, it's cool. And we do live in a city where this matters a lot. And you know, I read a story this morning in *Athletic*—Matt uh, Gilbroder about Scott Fransky and about the call and Bedlam at the Bank, and how how that highlight will resonate forever with this city. And you know, th- this particular Eagles team—you know, Nick p- uh, put together the, the montage of this season. Th- there's some great moments, and hopefully, we get some more coming up. On Sunday night, uh, and a lot of these moments have been authored by Jalen Hurts this year, who's had an incredible MVP caliber season. Earlier tonight, he took the podium for the first time at media night. Here's some of the best of Jalen Hurts and what he had to say, say earlier this evening. Jalen Hurts at media night tonight, uh, just taking place a little across the street from where I am here at the uh, Phoenix Convention Center on Radio Row. Um, that was fun. It was that was fun listening to a different side of Jalen Hurts. I mean, it, he was a little bit more open and I think enjoying the moment there then maybe he does typical press conference during the week on a Wednesday or a Thursday before a game, or, you know, obviously after the game, it's it's all about kind of how he the emotions of the game and if they played well or they didn't uh, most of the, most of this year, they did play well. And he's up there talking after wins, but uh, I thought that was cool. And, and for him and, you know, to hear him say that Peyton Manning, you know, reached out, which is, um, I, I think it's, you know, one thing that's impressed me about Hertz from, you know, from when he first got here it seems he has a wide base of people that he admires and watched. I mean, I think it's really easy to just say, well, hey, here's another mobile quarterback. You know, just watch how he played. Um, here's someone who has, stylistically is like you. But I, I think the best quarterbacks, you know, will study everyone, not, not just someone who's, who's similar to them in terms of style on the field. But if I look at guys that are the opposite as you. I mean, what they do well. I mean, every every successful quarterback does certain things that have nothing to do with, you know, scrambling or not scrambling, you know, whatever. I mean, that, that's just um, that's just a, a way to play the game. But how they approach the game. And I, I love that he and Peyton Manning have a, uh, a relationship. I, I know, you know, Hurts was on the Manning cast. I think it was last season. Um, so they have a, a relationship, which is, which is awesome. And I, I think that's the kind of stuff you lean back on. I like the kid there at the end uh asking a question to Jalen Hurts and I, I just one thing that I, I think I expected, but I, I do think it is it's refreshing here is to listen to Jalen Hurts there. We heard a clip from Sirianni, heard a clip of Kelsey. It it feels to me, and, and I think it's it was it's a major part of all this, feels to me early in this week, and, and we'll you know we'll play this whole thing out, that the Eagles are are continuing what they've done all year. Which is not make any of this a bigger deal than it has to be. Like, yes, this is a big deal, right? You know, we're not going to Radio Row for a divisional round game, right? We didn't go down to Tampa last week or last year, excuse me, for a wild card game. Th- this is different. A- everyone involved here, everyone um, at media night, everyone with a pulse realizes this entire week is different than any sporting event in the world. It, it just, it just is. Um, I-, I don't even know what could compare it. The Olympics. I mean, in terms of. You know, a flood of people going to a city for one particular thing um, that, that lasts more than a day. I mean, obviously this is one game, but the, the pomp and circumstance of this lasts the entire week. This is different. And anyone who tells you it's not, they're lying. But for the Eagles to c- continue to kind of be in the moment and not seem like it is different, I think that's key. And if and we'll talk about this more tonight. More tonight. Like, if there's one worry for me this week, and I, I don't know how – that you you don't know if this is going to go the right way or not till the game is played – it's the preparation dealing with the preparation of this weird week scheduling wise, because the Eagles coaching staff really hasn't had much experience here. They have some guys, right? Some players from Brandon to lane uh, Kelsey that have been here, but it, it's, it's a pretty new group when it comes to the coaches, Sirianni, Gannon, Steichen. they have never been in this game before. Like this is, this is all brand new. You know, the chiefs guys I heard Mahomes quoted last week saying, how will they handle the week? And he's like, we'll just handle it the way we have before. Like, that that coaching staff. I mean, Andy's been to a million of these games. Now you go back to, you know, a few years ago with the Chiefs. Obviously, '04 with the Eagles. You go back to his time as an assistant with the Packers. He's been to the Super Bowl and understands the, the kind of the, the way you prep, the way you handle the week better than most coaches. Spagnola, a bit of a lot with Andy. Been to them with the Giants. Like he gets it. So from that perspective, the Chiefs have a leg up. But I, I just I feel good listening tonight to Kelsey. Listening tonight to Sirianni. Listening tonight to Jalen Hurts because it, it did feel like. You know, they sound like normal, they, and they, they don't sound like the, the all of this. And there's a lot, a lot of lights around here, bright lights and all that. It doesn't feel like it is impacting them at all uh, yet. I mean, they they sound to me much like they've sounded in any of these press conferences the entire season, which is ex- which is exactly what I hope for because that that's the one thing in terms of the preparation, in terms of the week, in terms of. The schedule's off. I mean, just think about it. You know, it's Monday night. I mean, usually a Monday night, you're not sitting here at a podium answering questions. That, that's just not the way it goes on a typical Monday night. So I, I think that is that is certainly something over the course of the week that you'll just think about. Like, I'll, I'll think about it. Like, how is this affecting them? But, but I like what I hear tonight. I, I like where we're, at, where we're at right now with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, um, and, and I really, really I, – I think there's something – Something to be said for the way they have just handled their business, handled their business all year, and they keep every week the same, and they keep every one of these kind of checkpoints the same. And I think a lot of that's Jalen Hurts and the way he goes about his business, dating back to Alabama. I mean, dating back to Saban. That, that's all there. 215 9494. That's how you hop board. All right, if you had a chance to get through earlier, we were busy earlier on the show, a couple guests on. Hop on now. 215 592 9494. Get your board. Here's my perspective on this Monday. I think we're getting a close game in this Super Bowl. I, I know a lot of people out there last week, tonight, are telling me, and, and and I'm hearing it on WIP, this is going to be a blowout. I don't see it. I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game by double digits. I think we're getting a close game. Agree or disagree? Do you think the Eagles are going to win this game by double digits? I don't. We'll talk about it. 2-1-5, before we get back. I want to play something for you that a 49er said, which just sounds like the last two Eagles opponents, they, they must have broken these guys because they're just – the Giants with Julian Love – and, and now this from a 49er wide receiver, basically in denial about how, how bad they got beat by the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and kind of spinning it. Ah, they're not really that good. Well, you guys, you get embarrassed. So we'll we'll play that for you. We'll come back your phone calls, and uh, we'll end the show with the uh, montage of the greatest moments here in the 2022 season. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. It's how you hop aboard Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you live from Radio Row here in Phoenix, Arizona. We're broadcasting live all week. Mark Cerise and myself each night, WIP goes to AZ Championship coverage brought to you by SEPTA, the Philly way to go. All right, we're going to get to um, what Brandon Ayuk had to say here. I mean, this guy just sounds like a total dope here, the wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. But first... Um, listen to this um, a couple minutes ago over at Radio Row here. Jalen Hurts getting an interesting question and a back and forth between him and a reporter who obviously didn't believe in him uh, from the start. Here here was Jalen over at Media Night a little while ago. My favorite, <laughs> A couple parts make me laugh about that. One, Hurts' response. Cool. like You want to apologize for not believing me? That's cool. One, But two, it's kind of... Like I don't know who that reporter was Nick. I'm not sure who that um that person asked the question was if it was a local person or not or whatever. Yeah, I don't know who it was. But... It's weird to to um to apologize. Like I mean look, if it's a reporter, first of all, there's no reason to apologize. They're just doing their job. And even if it's it's some someone more in the in what we do, like talk show opinion, like, I, I would never apologize for an opinion. Like, I was, I, if I'm wrong on something, I'll say I was wrong. Like, I screwed up or I just I read that situation wrong. It's weird to apologize to him. Like... It's yeah. okay if you didn't believe in Jalen Hurts. It's not a crime. You just you just say I was wrong. Whatever. I don't know. Like I, I just thought it was really weird of the the reporter to to just say that to Jalen Hurts. Like, what, what do you want him to say back to that? Like, really? I mean, he probably didn't even know you didn't believe in him or something. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was an odd way to go about it. Um, I, I, just, I don't know. I thought it was really weird. I mean, you get you do get some weird questions and, and things when it is media night on uh on you know heading into the the big game. So uh, yeah, I, I yeah, it was just really weird for me. I don't know why you have to do that. No, it was it was bizarre. I, I'll use that. Um, and look, we're it's we're all wrong. I mean, like if you if you whatever you do, and and if you're in listen, if you're just a fan, like we're we all have opinions, right? We're all fans. We have opinions. I'm wrong. We're all wrong. Sometimes we hit something and we're right. And and here, whoever that was, I mean, obviously they weren't listening enough to 94 WIP because last year we did 94 WIP picks the QB. I mean, that was our whole thing last February, and. I mean the bottom like we were we were so wrong. Like as a station, we picked we picked Russell Wilson, which I, I was against. Now personally I did not pick Russell Wilson. I, I wanted Jalen Hurts to remain the quarterback and I thought their best route was was sticking with Hurts and watching to see what he could become here in twenty twenty two. But as a station our, our votes added up between listeners and between our, our my fellow hosts here. Russell Wilson was the pick. Russell Wilson stinks, okay? We, as a station, we picked a quarterback who was one of the worst in the NFL this year. Ridiculous. And would it, it would have taken multiple first-round picks to get him. It, it, you know, it would have been one of the worst movements in Eagles history trading with the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. They, first of all, it, they'd be a bad football team. Second, they would not be here right now. And third, the future would be bleak. As the I believe the Broncos' future is bleak, stuck with Russell Wilson, even though we have got a pretty good coach here in Sean Payton. So, yeah, I mean, we're all wrong sometimes. As a station, we were hilariously wrong um, about Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm certainly glad the Eagles weren't listening to that one. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Gary in Whitehall, who's up here on WIP. Hey, Gary.
1: What's happening, in Joey G, last man standing on Radio Row. How you
0: doing? Oh, I'm good, Gary. What, what's up today? What are you thinking? Oh, I'm thinking it's
1: uh, – I'm sticking with my prediction from last Thirty-four um, twenty-four. I don't think there's going to be any issues. I, I still, it's going to be a good game. I'm not going to say they're going to pull them out. I just think the, I think the Eagles just cut the edge. I mean, with talent and uh, just as a whole, I mean, roster to roster, they they they're better.
0: Well, they are, and, and Gary, you know. You think about all the areas they're better. They're the areas you want to be better, right? They're better in the offensive line. They're better in the defensive line. They're better in the pass rush. They're better in at corner and receiver. Like they've got the the spots you really want. I mean, I think we could say, um, you know, the Chiefs have a couple spots with some stars, right? Like Mahomes and Kelsey and Chris Jones. But the Eagles have the better roster. I mean, that that's that's obvious,
1: right? So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. It's a two part question with a second question to it. Um, your choice of having a all-pro, center, general on the offensive line, or the best tight end in the league, your choice, who would you rather have?
0: So I'll take the center because I think you can find different ways to move the ball. Like, you know, obviously there's been some great offenses that don't have a special tight end, Um so I, I, I would take the center because I, I think it's an underrated position. And, you know, you think about what Kelsey's meant to this team in both the pass game and the run game for so long. So I would take the center. But, but I mean, you know, it's hard to turn down all pros at any position. But I, I would take the center, Gary, even though Travis is obviously a great player.
1: And to you, what's more important?
0: Well, the offensive line. Because, again, you, you, can, you can manufacture the pass game through different ways, right? Whether you have receivers – three receiver sets, passing to the running backs. Like you don't need. There's plenty of offenses in the NFL that don't have a great tight end that score a lot of points. But it's very hard to find any good offense that doesn't have a good center or a good offensive line. Correct. Thank
1: you for answering that. But, uh, hey, uh, while you're out there, um, if you get the chance, check out NYPD Pizza.
0: Is that in Phoenix?
1: Yeah. You've been there? Actually, it's in Scottsdale. Uh, NYPD Pizza. Have they you been? They really, they really make a real good thin crust.
0: All right, I'll ch- have you been there, Gary?
1: Yes, I have. It's been a while. I'm sure they're still there, but uh, yeah, they're actually owned by uh, a couple guys that came out from New York, and they uh, started a franchise out there. And I mean, the pizzas are excellent.
0: Oh, I mean, I- I'm all over that. I'll try. I, I, I love coming, in- Gary. I appreciate the call, buddy, as always. Um, coming to a new place and getting recommendations. Yeah, uh, how about that? I, there's one one mile from where I sit right now. And <laughs> you got to stop, I, Joe. I might have to. Leave. They're open till uh, or up. They're closed, but uh, uh, tomorrow when I get here, uh, when I get into Phoenix tomorrow, I'm gonna have to go over there. I guess they've expanded from where Gary told me. There's there's more spots now, which means it's a pretty good place. Uh, that sounds like that sounds like a good time. I'll check that out. And yeah, if you have any spots you know of, if you're if you've been this uh, this place before, send me a message. I'll check them out. I'm I'm here for the week. All right, let's play this because. Whenever there's a dope, we have to highlight them. And Brandon Ayuk's a heck of a player, but he's a dope. San Francisco 49ers wide receiver. Listen to his reasoning why he's taking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Here he was uh, just yesterday. He also went on, I saw a quote that he would um, bet everything he had. You know, he, had to be, he had to be smart about what he said because obviously he can't bet. I mean, we saw what happened to Calvin Ridley. But he said he would bet on all he has if, if he was allowed to. And he was, he was just kidding and talking hypothetically. But on the Chiefs to win this game, and that was his reasoning because he thinks the Chiefs will exploit what the 49ers thought they were going to exploit in the game. Um, it's just interesting to me. Both the Giants and the 49ers seem to be in denial of what happened to them. Like, obviously those teams didn't believe the Eagles were that good. I mean, they just didn't. They came in here, came to Philadelphia, and thought they could compete and beat the Eagles. Uh, and the Niners, you know, I think had more of a leg to stand on. They were they were kind of even when it comes to the kind of seasons each team had. The Giants were not. I mean, the, the people that thought the Giants were coming to Philadelphia and winning were just clueless. But that was never going to happen. But, you know, in, in terms of those teams, the way they talked after the game, Julian Love, Rip and Sirianni, um, and, and then this by Ayuk, like, like – not even – the way he framed that wasn't even that I, I think they can get them because, there, you know, we, we thought there were some spots there where we would have – like, he, he talked as if they believed, the Niners believed before the game kicked off, before Purdy got hurt, that they were going to blow the doors off the Eagles. That, that's the way he talked, which is silly. That was never going to happen, even if Purdy had stayed healthy. Did, did, like, did Ayuk realize that Purdy was on his back? And he got hit, and that's why the like he got hurt because they couldn't block Hassan Reddick because they couldn't block the Eagles' front. Now, you know if if he stays healthy, do they move the ball a little bit better? Is it more of a game? I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it is. I mean, it got it got silly towards the end of that game because they literally couldn't throw the football uh, with the injuries they had at quarterback, but. It, that's just a guy in denial like yeah well if, if, if we didn't have that injury we would have been fine well I, I don't know about that I mean Brock Purdy could have played and got hit and hit and hit and not had time to throw the football um, the way they thought they were going to be able to do it's just it seems like when teams play the Eagles so far this season they underestimate them going in and they have excuses going out maybe the reality is the Eagles are better than these teams think they are they're just a better team than, than they assume, and they get their butt kicked for four quarters. Like, well, I mean, if this didn't happen, we'd be fine. Well, no, I mean, y- you got rocked. I mean, the Giants this year, the two times each team tried, got rocked by the Eagles. And you got a, you know, you know, a player that you know has barely made a name for himself in the NFL, going on TV and criticizing the Eagles' head coach as if he doesn't do anything around here. I mean, it's just it's sour grapes, and th- th- I think there's a reason why the Eagles have blocked out the noise all year. They've been able to do it all year long, just do their thing, focus. It's one of my favorite parts of having Jalen Hurts as the quarterback and Sirianni as the coach. Like, you know, they, they are they're, they're locked in. I, I like today when A.J. Brown was asked if they brought the Batman capes, and he said, no, you know, we're too busy, too focused to uh, to bring the celebration. You know, I'm planning celebrations, like, they're locked in. And you've got other teams that make excuses. And the other thing I, I like about this Eagles team is when they lose – it's it's their fault, and, and and I think they've recognized that, and I think it's fueled them. And, and I, you know, Jalen Hurts has said it all year long. They, they, they're, they're biggest enemies themselves. If they lose, it's because of themselves. The Eagles have had a, a really great ability this year to stay laser-focused. When, when they're good, let's just focus on what we do well. The opponent really is faceless and nameless, and when we're bad, it's our fault. We control this. Meanwhile, these other teams just – they look silly, and they sound silly the way they've talked about – the Eagles this year, it's its actually – I, I kind of laugh. Like, you know, Ayuk sitting at home on the couch, I think literally doing that interview on his couch, talking about the Eagles and they're not that good and we could have exploited it. I mean, again, you know, Purdy was out there and getting hit, right? He wasn't out before the game started. He was out there and early got hit, but he was out there and they, they didn't do anything in that first couple drives. And then Josh Johnson he, isn't me a quarterback. He's a pro. He's been in the NFL, and until he got the concussion, they couldn't do anything. So I mean, they can say all they want about this and that, and it 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 sounds like sour grapes, and it sounds like teams that really don't realize and didn't realize how great this Eagles football team has been all year, and and we'll see if the Chiefs recognize it. My my guess is with veteran coaches. Um, like Andy and Spagnolo, They're, they're going to be a little bit more in tune to how good their opponent is with two weeks to prepare. All right, so uh, I'll be back tomorrow night at 6, as as always. And we'll have Howard Eskin tomorrow night. We'll be riding with the King. We'll have some more live guests here on site. Very excited for the shows the rest of the week. And, and now I, I feel like I have the lay of the land here. On Radio Road. today was kind of, like, overwhelming. Like, where do I go? Where do I get my credential? Where, you know, all that kind of stuff here. So, Like, like now you can be locked in, Joe, for the rest of the week. You're locked in now. Right, like, I got the game plan. It's the dry run. The first day is kind of the dry run of the week. Yes, uh, it is. It it is, in every sense. Both the morning show I did for Becky well, and this. So, now I'm fully locked in. But I got to tell you, I am – I'm a little bit tired. The traveling or or all the the radio today, so I'm looking forward to resting up. And we got a lot more to talk about this week. Let me grab a phone call here, and then we're going to play for you. If you missed it earlier, Nick Earnshaw put together an awesome kind of retrospect and montage of the 2022 season best moments it'll get you fired up we'll play that for you um and then is it a tk night tonight who's who's on tonight it's a tk night oh we got tk coming up tk's running a roll so we'll grab a call here we'll we'll play the montage and tk's got you let's grab ryan who's in ardmore on wip hey ryan hey what's going on man how are you good ryan what's on your mind tonight uh yes so obviously uh jalen hurts uh this is early in his career, but. It is a legacy game uh, for the Eagles, and if you were to win this Super Bowl against probably the greatest quarterback of this generation, uh, he would go down as an Eagle great. Uh, I just want to highlight one of the predictions. Uh, there's this guy, uh, Mark Wolfe, and he predicts the Super Bowl every year, and he predicted uh, the Eagles to win. Uh, so that's a good thing. And also I would compare it to uh, Picasso's Guernica painting, because uh, this is time for the Eagles uh, I'm gonna hang up and listen well I love that yeah and I, and I like um I like the uh, the symmetry of of a, a guy who picks it every year and hopefully picks it right picking the Eagles there and I, and I like that connotation too yeah there's yeah there's a lot of kind of stuff''ll will, will be out there this week well, who this trend or that trend one thing I want to talk about tomorrow night is the coin toss and deferring uh with the trend there what one thing I wanted to mention though before we um we play the montage and and we hand it over to TK I just want to thank um Steve over at uh Collegeville uh, Italian Bakery and, and Pizzeria that I got a chance to go to On Saturday he, he invited me to come out uh, When I had a chance and I brought my wife And kids it was awesome I mean It, it really I'd never been there before I'd heard great Things about it um I got to uh, to hang out and and you know they brought us amazing food and I got to take a, a picture. I kind of put putting the the pizza in the oven. Really cool place. If you've never been out there, it t- take a ride. Collegeville Italian Bakery. Um, the food is amazing. I'm usually a very hard grader on pizza. Like I, you know, I, I think regular pizza people just reflexively say, oh, it's good because we all like pizza. But I think most pizza is just like, ah, oh, it's fine. Um, but a good good pizza is obviously special and we and and, but this was like really good pizza uh that i really enjoyed and um atmosphere was awesome there so many i mean just philadelphia sports legends um you know their picture on the wall charlie Manuel reese hoskins my son uh, reese hoskins Oreo milkshake. There's a Joel and Bede's been there before. Um, like a, a cool place to hang out and have dinner with your family or take some food out. So I just want to thank them for having us, uh, my, my wife and, and my kids, uh, over the weekend. It was cool. Cool to be out there. Such so nice. And then Steve was awesome. The people there are so nice and uh, really cool place. So uh, I, I had I know I had to take this trip. So I was like, you know what, let's go Saturday and, like, hang out the night before I have to leave. And, uh, and we really enjoyed it. So if you haven't ever, ever been out there, Check it out. I'm gonna go back soon uh, and grab some food. The pizza was amazing. Uh, the wings, that the new bang and Chicken Cutlet sandwich. It really, really cool place. So, uh, so check it out if you haven't before. And if you have, uh, to tell them I I said hi when you go in there. Really cool place. All right, we're gonna hand it off to the montage here, and then TK's coming up. Nick Earnshaw put this together. Great work by him. It'll get you kind of your your mind going through what has been such a special Eagle season. And uh, and we'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow night at six. Riding with the King, Howard Eskin will be on, and a full night of coverage here on Radio Row. Montage right the TK on Sports Radio 94 WIPA.